You're listening to a Mint podcast brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hello listeners, welcome to the latest episode of Why Not Mint Money. I'm your host Jash Kriplani. An actively managed diversified equity fund dynamically manages a portfolio across sectors and stocks. So what is a business cycle fund then? In today's episode of Why Not Mint Money, we caught up with Anthony Haredia, MD and CEO of Mahindra Manulife Mutual Fund on launching a business cycle fund and how such a fund can take sectoral bets. Welcome to Why Not Mint Money, a personal finance podcast where we help you understand basic money concepts and share strategies for you to build your wealth. So let's get started with your money journey. Hi Anthony, welcome to Why Not Mint Money. Thanks for joining us today. So Anthony, to start on a lighter note, what are you following these days? What are you watching these days? Yeah, so just outside of our fund launch that we've been pretty busy with, pretty excited about the start of the English Premier League. I'm a devoted fan of Arsenal. We have right. a game to like. Uh, oh, so great. we started well. Lots of hopes. So right, yeah, so right. that's what I I tend to follow to kind of make sure I have interest outside of markets. Right, right. And Anthony, just to let you know, I support Tottenham, and so in a way we are arch nemesis. <laughs> but yeah, but so that means the questions are going to be a lot tougher from now. <laughs> no, no, no. I'll I'll try to be fair. <laughs> so so Anthony, to start with, you know, why a new fund, and how is this fund going to be different than your existing fund offerings? So. So just this probably has a little bit of a background in terms of you know our business planning cycle. When we looked at our product basket, we looked at two areas where we felt that we needed some bit of completion. Okay. One was in some sense a tactical offering, right? Okay, right. Because a lot of the funds we have, large cap, large and mid, multi cap, in some sense are basically core equity funds. So we thought tactical should be something we need to add to the product basket for our customers. And the second, which is something that we'll probably think about doing maybe towards the end of the year, is multi asset. So these were two clear product gaps that we felt we should address now coming to the fund we launched so you know when you think about it tactically you can start looking at perhaps you want to launch certain set of sector funds because they're either relevant at this point in time or you think they're relevant long term or you launch thematic funds and you're seeing a wide variety of that we were worried that if we started to launch a series of sectoral or thematic funds it may end up creating some dissonance in terms of you know allocating the right resources right because each of the funds in itself has an independent portfolio requires a certain element of resourcing so we were racking our brains to come up with can we think of an idea that kind of sits between a core long term fund that a customer can hold but at the same time looks to play over time multiple sectors or themes in a slightly more concentrated fashion that we think makes you know sense from a 2 3 year perspective at a time so when we looked at what the existing landscape was we thought business cycle as a concept fitted very nicely into that space right, right. because at one level you are allowed to be concentrated in a couple of sectors i wouldn't say couple of sectors actually couple of themes obviously broader number of sectors at the other end it's not you know so concentrated so as to kind of move very far away from being diversified as a portfolio okay. so that's what led to the creation of this product right and uh, can you share a bit more about your new fund offering the business cycle fund how is it going to work in you know operationally and yeah. in terms of fund management yeah so I, and i think that's a very important question because in fact one of the key questions we've got 
on road shows is firstly what is a business cycle fund and secondly how is it different from the existing funds that are out there and i'll put it this way so a business cycle fund you can take an approach of being in some ways almost akin to a contra approach right because okay. you are focused only on the cycle of a particular sector or a business and you are investing in it irrespective of what the market view on that is right the other way of looking at it however which we felt is relevant is at the end of the day it is not the best thing in the world to assume that you know better than the market markets have an intuitive way of also discounting ahead of a cycle turning sometimes markets have a way of exaggerating a particular cycle's influence so we thought that one of the elements we needed to bring in was the element of a market cycle and say that there is a conjunction between the business cycle and the market cycle that we want to kind of optimally allocate so right. let me put it differently i would say our portfolio will basically kind of run on three kind of parameters right there will be elements of contra right so effectively sectors that you think are perhaps not going through their best journey but you believe in the next couple of years will turn around right for example think it think metals for the moment there's another element which is if you argue that today the market has pivoted fairly majorly towards growth is there still a room for value right and value without just being focused on value alone as a as a investing philosophy but somewhere where there is a bit of growth but it's still available at a valuation that is comfortable i mean think pharma think power right and the third is sectors where currently there is reasonable consensus that the business and the market cycle is aligned right think industrial think cap goods think banks and financial services so in a sense you will find that this portfolio will have a judicious mix of all of these three at any point in time and which is why i used the word right at the beginning of our conversation that this is obviously you know a lot of the judgments are going to be tactical judgments right, right. they're not secular judgments and over time we think that if we can make enough tactical calls that work then eventually the fund's potential to generate alpha over a classic diversified fund is higher obviously right. it also therefore comes at a slightly higher risk but that's right. basically the idea of the fund right right yeah you know that you know nicely takes me to my next question and that is you know who is this fund really suitable for you know if i'm just a retail investor just starting out with my investment journey you know maybe i have a you know 5 10000 let's say to invest as a monthly slip or maybe 15 20000 you know does it fit in my portfolio or or is it more suitable for other kind of investor no i think it fits so like i said it's key to think about this as i believe for any investor i i i'm not sure i want to typecast an investor into first time or not because let's put it this way if you are 30 year old if you've been investing for 10 years or you've invested only for the last 2 months right. your needs your goals tend to be similar right so i would say for any investor think of your portfolio as probably needing 80% of its equity needs invested in core long term diversified funds okay. so think multi cap think flexi cap think large and mid cap and maybe 15 to 20% looking to add slightly extra alpha and so therefore looking to do products like business cycle etc which are tactical ideas right so okay. to my mind can a tactical fund be part of every investor's portfolio yes right. but i must clarify that it should be there 
to a particular percentage i don't okay. think you can build a portfolio of 80% tactical ideas and 20% core i think it's got to be the other way around right and given that most investors have core products we thought it's a nice segue for them to right. add a bit of let's say for lack of a better word excitement in their portfolio life right right and you know as you said that this is going to dynamically move between sectors so is it going to be more volatile than say regular diversified fund no i don't think it will be more volatile in terms of his return trajectory the way i would look at it and i go back to that earlier statement yeah i think the approach is trying to create that extra bit of alpha okay and you you know just like anything in life if you want something extra inevitably there's going to be a little extra risk of you not getting there no. right so to my mind the extra alpha comes at the risk of actually they're not delivering alpha and it going the other way around but right. i don't think the fund will be necessarily volatile because i would believe that there will be enough diversity between sectors i mean okay. just think about the examples i gave you i'm i'm not kind of suggesting that this is what the first portfolio will look like but just think about a situation where you have a fund portfolio that includes it pharma metals cap goods industrials financial services i don't think you could argue that it's going to be a volatile portfolio right right but then if it's going to be kind of concentrated on certain bets in these spaces to that extent you're searching for a slightly higher degree of return right. and sometimes you don't get it right in the short term therefore this fund may i would say be slightly higher risk but over a 5 year time frame i don't see why this fund should be thought of any differently from a diversified fund but again i think the key point i want to make is investors should consider this fund to be a tactical add to their lives Right. And in fact I I hope investors buy this kind of product as opposed to adding six different sectoral funds or nine different thematic funds to okay. make up the tactical part of their portfolio I think that's suboptimal. Okay okay. And you know at any given point in time how many stocks can this portfolio have and also you know how well it is going to be diversified because you know at the same time there will be some you know I believe concentration in terms of sectoral bets you know high conviction ideas and if you can also share you know what would be the size of those high conviction ideas so just very early days so i don't want to put a, a a number on it and frankly we look at certain risk metrics across any fund we run by the way i don't think one should eschew the need to have perhaps sectoral caps on overweights and underweights stock caps etc so they will more or less apply to this fund as well but let me just you know one of the reasons why we requested krishna to run this fund is perhaps within first of all he's obviously the person within the team besides being head of equities with the largest amount of experience in managing money he right. the one who very well if i may add run the focused fund right? right so the experience of running a concentrated portfolio which is more as concentrated stock portfolio already rests with him okay. so i would think that we already have the experience therefore of running concentrated bets without creating undue risk i don't okay. think there is a extra risk because of the concentration like i said because between the kind of sectors we will look at we i think there's enough diversity so i don't okay. look at it from that perspective the other element that i wanted to talk about is somewhere this probably in our entire fund complex is going to be the fund in which my research team is going to have a much higher voice than they okay. normally do okay. right because if you want to think about what things are changing in a particular sector or theme it's sometimes the research team that kind of identifies stuff ahead of time Right. but then the fund manager has got the discretion to kind of ignore it or go with it here i think the involvement of the research team will also be higher so that's how i see this playing out but like i said krishnas has enough experience in running money and running a focused portfolio so i don't really think we should expect 
higher volatility because it's a thematic stroke business cycle for right got it but at the same time i think a longer term horizon would be something investors should have at this point this i'm very fond of telling anybody who asks me i think given where we are in terms of current market valuations yeah and given the kind of questions the most common question i get from investors i meet today yeah is our markets too high is it a good time to invest so i think the universal answer to this question not for this fund i think anybody who is investing a rupee in equity today or tomorrow needs to have a time frame of 5 years or more okay okay right. that would be my answer so whether you are asking that question in context of a small cap fund multi cap fund business cycle fund right. nfo existing i think over time in equity whether these valuations or leaving these valuations aside i think a 5 year time frame now is a is a mean you know it's it's the right. core thing you need if you don't have a five year time frame then i think you're taking a higher risk than you should right right and you know you said that you know research team will look at it essentially i mean of course under krishna and krishna will have the discretion but by research team just for the benefit of our listeners you mean the team of analysts the team analysts right because obviously we we do have the luxury of getting a lot of inputs from the sell side right, but right. we have a large team of sector analysts who have done a fair job of helping our fund managers manage the existing fund complex so right. yeah i specifically mean our own in- internal research team yeah and you know again it will help our listeners if you can explain about you know you said core portfolio is where you can have your regular equity funds debt funds whatever and then there is a other spectrum of the portfolio if i may call it satellite portfolio because a lot of our listeners also are figuring out you know how better they can invest how better they can optimize yeah. their portfolio so how does this core satellite dynamic works for any investor for that matter So I think I would put it in terms of the quest for eventually optimizing the return you want to get from equity given that equity very naturally is going to deliver you a potential double digit return over 7 to 10 years yeah. to my mind one should at its at your core do not attempt to overthink that right, right. so to my mind any investor should allocate at least 75 to 85% of his or her equity investments in diversified across capitalization without any style bias because that gives you the ability to generate that inflation beating wealth creating return over 7 10 years okay. now for the bit of how do i make this better right. i think the way you make this better is by perhaps getting a little more concentrated and trying to create some differentiation and right. that's where i would say tactical comes into play now right. you could have very large private wealth organizations who do that for their clients by introducing them to alternate investment funds private equity opportunities but i think for the retail investor the best way to approach trying to add that little bit of alpha possibility tactically is to products like this right because conventionally they would do that by taking a call on sectoral funds or thematic funds but i can tell you based on a lot of back research we did you know in today's market if you just did a simple chart of sectoral winners and losers each calendar year over the last 10 yeah you'll find that it's virtually impossible to make a call as to which sector fund can i buy with a two yeah. or three year time frame without right. any risk of it actually backfiring right. so which I is think, why i yeah. think tactical funds need to be a little more broad based yeah yeah i think that is also you know something we at mint also do you know annually we come up with this asset mat even that applies to all the asset classes almost every year we see you know different asset classes doing well than the other and not, yeah, not yeah. that often no, no, but I, there is no, no i've seen 
in the yeah. I mean extremely good stuff that you put in I think also kind of talking about the correlation between fixed yeah. income gold real estate right. equities right. Right. but I'm saying I'm just restricting my discussion to equities sure. within sure, equities sure. I think if you you know there's no harm in trying to add a little more to the equity return you're looking to generate sure but rather than trying to add it by yourself saying See, listen. As an investor, if you knew which sectors are potentially going to do well over the next two, three years, then the second question would be, why do you need a professional in any right. case, right? right? Right. So I think what we're doing is we're marrying the fact that it's impossible to make calls on sectors permanently. So you need to be a little more, I would say, flexible around it. And a business cycle approach, to my mind, offers that possibility. Sure, sure. And Anthony, you know, you you know, would have traveled the country during your road shows. while presenting the various contours of this fund anything interesting that you picked up on your road shows from investors you know any you know any questions you thought were you know quite striking and you know something that you have not heard before and especially in this market environment something relevant that you you know came across so i'll can i i'll put it in a perspective i think there are two core conversations that are happening one the share sense of optimism in fact i would actually use a word called pride okay. in the fact that india looks destined for a super future third largest economy by 2030 etc etc so that's a very clear set of conversations around do you you know do you think that's going to happen quicker do you think that that means wealth creation possibilities are unprecedented etc the second train of thought is the sensex is 67000 the nifty is 18000 what possibly can lead to a correction and allied to that i think one thing that i've seen come through in the last month is conversation around potential impact of elections okay i i see that coming as a conversation point which i probably didn't see 3 4 months ago and somewhere therefore we've been trying to tell investors listen i think that's the call, fundamental call you need to make are you going to spend every waking hour focused on the fact that the sensex is at 65 or 67000 or yeah. do you focus on the fact that potentially india is a 6 trillion dollar economy in 5 years 6 years from now right. and depending on which part of the argument you plan to focus your energies on your investing decisions get a little easier but like i said within that if people are saying okay i understand it's not a good idea to focus on sensex or nifty levels what is the risk that one should look at and you know the obvious ones are in higher inflation for longer china slowdown etc etc but i would say the one thing that's coming in now increasingly is do you see a material risk to markets from elections and i think the honest answer we've been trying to give people is i think the markets kind of somewhere bake in the fact that there will be continuity right right maybe the extent of majority etc things that could you know create a little bit of dissonance in the short term but in the long term you know as time is you know you look at the last 30 years ever since 1991 right across multiple governments different styles of philosophy i think the reform process has continued so right. in that sense we've been telling them even if it does happen then that's actually a even bigger investing opportunity than probably it is now so those right. are the basic conversations that are basically coming up across the country i mean i right. can't think of anything else unusual i think these are effectively the two or three pieces of conversation right 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 no that's quite interesting anthony and you know given the environment we are in you know in terms of upcoming elections you know where the economy is where markets are i think i think it's interesting to know how investors are looking at at the economy and their questions i think kind of give a peep into you know what their minds are and where they are at thanks anthony again for joining us and you know sharing your 
insightful thought it was a pleasure having you here thank you listeners for joining us today if you liked this episode and would like to hear to more such interesting conversations do log into our channel why not mint money on spotify where you'd always find me omnipresent also if you have any new ideas or suggestions you can dm me on twitter my twitter handle is at the rate jash kriplani that is j a s h k r i p l a n i you can always reach out to us over the email our email id is mintmoney@ratelymint.com to stay updated on this podcast follow us at hd smartcast on all the major social media platforms to listen to more such podcasts log on to www.hdsmartcast.com